Yeah, we're in the show. It's a Denny Road Show, episode 42. It's Bill and Ian. Um, I think we should get started with a, a, a little dead wrong because uh, we made some oopsies uh, last time. Well, questionable, so, questionable. Sure, yeah, but um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and do that. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No, not this time. Um, so, uh, without, without, um, you know, naming any, uh, any parties at fault, but, uh, last week, uh, on a couple of occasions, uh, one, one of the hosts, uh, referred to the international rap sensation Razzle Khan as Razzle Dazzle. Um, and so we deeply apologize to, uh, Razzle Khan and their family and, uh, we strive to do better in the future. Um, <laughs> So the only uh, <laughs> argument I have there, I mean, we haven't stated which one of us um, right. made this yeah, mistake. Like you would have to go back and listen for yourself you to would, see. You would have to, you have to have to find out. Yeah. Um, but isn't Razzle Dazzle sort of like the unofficial nickname of of RazzleCon? I the, in the songs I thought she said Razzle. I don't know. Razzle don't Dazzle know. is definitely a lyric. It's like. Well, yeah okay. yeah well that's that's more that's more of a that's more of a verb though you know like hey razzle dazzle you know like and then you you showed me that screenshot on their website yes which I, it says that that's the only reference i could find uh and it and it and it is like it's just it's just an exclamatory razzle dazzle mm-hmm. actually razzle comma dazzle so i don't think that's a i don't think that's a name um <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Um, also, uh, whenever we were discussing uh, Jackass, uh, I said that the closing credits, uh, CKY's 96 Bitter Beings plays over the closing credits, uh, and it's actually flesh into gear. Um, Nobody so was... in a million years would have ever <laughs> noticed that. I know. I know. But uh, yes. Um and also, uh, apologies for the slight humming noise that was uh, plaguing the last episode on my audio, because uh, there was an electrical fault in my system. Uh, but that should be resolved. Yes, he pulled out the old oscilloscope and uh, figured <laughs> things out. So, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Stevens family, we we, we buy too many uh, audio products. Let's just let's just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just yeah um so that's dead wrong for this week uh it, it had been a while i don't think we had really um had any major notable uh errors that well, we needed to be pointed out to be fair like um, even if we did we don't get any like listener mail or listener <laughs> feedback so there's really unless we catch it ourselves the second time around there's really no way to know that's true uh you want to know something funny so my stats provider for the podcast uh like recently changed their interface like this week and so whenever i was checking things out uh everything was listed under it doesn't add up and so there was a very brief minute where i was deeply concerned that all of the numbers that i've been seeing were still for it doesn't add up and that literally literally zero people had ever listened to this program uh so that was a fun minute and a half. So that turned out not to be the case? <laughs> that is not the case. Okay. <laughs> not the case. They're just all sorted under there. And then the individual episodes, I can see the stats for. Uh, that was not. 
that was not great for the old brain, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the way I think of it is like, even if there's just one person that's listening yeah. and getting some sort of, I don't know if I'd go so far as say enjoyment mm-hmm. out of this show, then it's, it's worth it. Boy, we can waste your time. I'll t- yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we could do. We can waste your goddamn time. Um, so I, I do want to, I want do want to move into this. Uh, we do have a big story, uh, this week. Um, so, so you're familiar with the, these Canadian truckers, right? This, this, this big old convoy they got going on. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a big ass convoy of, uh, Canadian anti-vax truckers who are protesting, uh, Canadian vaccine mandates. Um, and so their protest was to just get in their trucks and drive in a big old line. And then they sort of uh, evolved into just like blocking streets and shit. Well, so if you're in your truck, then you are technically social distancing. Yeah, but they're also doing like camp out shenanigans where they're um. just kind of like having a grand old time. Uh and their whole point is that they don't want to get the vaccine, and so they, they're not going to drive the truck if they have to get the vaccine. And so they're protesting by driving the truck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other thing is that it is a gigantic grift. It is, it is a complete and utter scam because they uh, quickly, or somebody, somebody set up GoFundMe's for the truckers, okay? And they started raking in uh, lots of money. What's this for, like uh, gas money? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what the money's supposed to be for. But they started raking in a hefty chunk of, ch- chunk of change. Uh, I'm talking like millions started pouring in. Oh my. Um, and uh, GoFundMe shut down the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conspiracy theorists say it was pressure from the Canadian government. Uh uh, I think it was just because that there was no direct cause for the money or why they needed so much of it. There was like, what 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 were they doing with the money? Why did they need the money? It was never really defined. Uh, so then they thought that they could move into other crowdfunding. There is some, the scammiest thing I've ever seen, some company billing themselves as the Christian alternative to GoFundMe because... GoFundMe is satanic and anti-conservative or whatever. Uh, it looks like a website built in maybe 2001, if you're being generous. Um, so that that thing, like they were trying to promote themselves. Who knows where the fuck that money's going? I don't think it's going to anyone, but whatever the scam company was, uh, they started getting lots of money. A lot of uh, conservative grifters and conspiracy theorists started promoting that company, so they might have a stake in it, is what I think. Um, Then the uh, truckers were told that they should start accepting donations in crypto. (laughs) Because, oh yeah, like you can't trust these companies, you can't trust the government, so you need need Bitcoin, man. Um, The problem is they don't know how to do that. Sure. Uh, and so, so these truckers, uh, you know, they're very used to like the open communications of the CB radio, you know, and things like that. I used to have um, a, uh, you might remember this. There used to be like a CB transmission that came through my television when I was a kid. 
Oh yeah, I do remember that. King Kong. King Kong, yeah. It was like Baba a Bowie. was like a um yeah, King Kong Baba Booey. That was like a a repeated phrase and it had some sort of significance uh, to the truckers. I forget what exactly yeah. what it was, but Well, the Baba Booey is just Howard Stern. It's a Howard Stern thing. Oh, is it? Uh yeah. So they're so they're, they're probably some in joke among okay. the local truckers that listen to Howard Stern cuz you know, they have to have the radio on. Um so so they're used to like that open communication where like yeah. <laughs> anybody can just kind of hear it accidentally or if they're listening in or whatever. Uh, but so they shifted that to the Internet and but just kind of left it open. Um, so these the the anti mandate is the nice way of calling these trucking protesters. Uh, they held a Twitter space, uh, quote unquote, emergency meeting. Um and this is in response to uh, uh, the Canadian government issuing a state of emergency because of the truckers. Uh, <laughs> because they're just kind of blocking the roads and shit at this point. Like, are they not, not even driving? Oh, they're not even driving anymore. No, no. Now they're like doing, I guess, like a, some form of sit-in, but on the roads with their big-ass trucks. Are they silent or are they like honking the horns? Do we know? It seems like they're just kind of camping out and like having, it's like a tailgate kind of thing. Um, So they held this emergency meeting on a Twitter space, which is basically just an open broadcast. Um, And they're also using uh, an app called Zello, which is some kind of live communications thing. Um, So basically it sounds like internet CB radio Mm -hmm. to me uh, because it's completely open and like anybody could join. Um, So... Then counter-protesters joined their channels and started spamming the gay cowboy anthem Ram Ranch. Is that like to, is that meant to be like a play on like uh, the Dodge Ram? Maybe. I'm not it's quite familiar. I'm not quite familiar with the tune. Um, I have to be cautious now because, okay, Urban Dictionary Ram Ranch. A song written by singer-songwriter Grant McDonald about 18 naked cowboys in Ram Ranch 224. McDonald mentions that the Ram Ranch is in Caledon, Ontario. Okay. A very awesome song you should listen to that the people are talking about. Uh, 18 naked... Okay, this is the, these are the lyrics. <laughs> okay. 18 naked cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. Big, hard-throbbing cocks wanting to be sucked. Okay, all right. It kind of goes on from there. Do um, we have a clip? I'm, I'm very cautious about playing it, and the only reason why is because the fucking Judge Judy got dinged uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> Really? Uh, wow. Yes. Um, it's a six minute and 50 second song. Oh, God in heaven. Um, whoa, that's not what I expected. Mm. 18 naked cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. Big herd throbbing cocks wanting to be sucked. 18 naked cowboys wanting to be fucked. Cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch on their knees wanting to suck cowboy cocks. Oh, so this Ram is spoken Ranch word. Really rocks. Yeah, I guess so. Is there a chorus? This is like lot dispute. Holy shit! Hot, hard, buff cowboys. Their no, cocks it really is. Just... hard. Eighty <laughs> more wild cowboys out in the yard. Oh my god, it's so Big Canadian. Cocks this reminds so me of hard. me without you. Orgy in the showers at Ram Ranch. Big heart throbbing cocks. Ram and cowboy butt. Like a breed of ram wanting to rut. 
So last week, <laughs> last week I asked a question. I asked a couple of times uh-huh. whether I could enjoy um, Razzlecon unironically, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pose the same question here because. <laughs> no, no. See, the difference is uh, this is supposed to be hilarious. Yes. Yes. That's the difference. Well, I still don't fully believe Razzlecon wasn't somewhat tongue in cheek. Uh, mm. Well, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I don't so want to take what... away from from what's going on here currently. This is this yeah. is magic. Yeah. So that's Ram Ranch. All right. So so people were joining this open call and spamming the different channels with that song. All right. Mm-hmm. So the truckers moved to a new channel. Um. The issue here is that the moderator turned out to be a double agent. Oh, man. Uh, Quote, this person gained our trust. We trusted them as a moderator, somebody says. Traitor, traitor, another person yells. Um, And this is all from a Twitter feed by uh, Paul McLeod, uh, who is a uh, BuzzFeed DC reporter. So the moderator turned turned out to be, quote, part of the resistance, apparently shut things down and ruined their ability to communicate. Um, allowing the police to roll up on the blockade. Uh, another guy says, what a clusterfuck. Someone started playing Ram Ranch on that feed. Christ on a cross, somebody yells. Um, so the resistance infiltrates the Twitter space now. So they were in, so they were in the pri- this quote-unquote private channels where the moderator turned on them and snitched to the police, basically. So then they joined the Twitter space, which is completely open to the public. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even have the the settings properly where like basically anybody could talk. They didn't, they didn't like just have it set to like a, a set number of speakers. Like I've seen some Twitter spaces um, where you're basically just listening to a live podcast is ostensibly what some of them turn out to be. Um, this was just open. Anybody could join it and talk. Uh, so uh, somebody says, yeah, I've got a plan. Why don't we go full court press tonight? I mean, full court press, fuck these cops. Um, and it's apparently hard to tell who is uh, an actual protester and who is making fun of them <laughs> because they're just saying shit. Yeah. Um, there's uh, talk about needing lots of money. Uh, none of us know how to use that goddamn Bitcoin, somebody says. <laughs> I've got kids. I need some money here. I can't do this, says somebody else. What happened to the money we donated? I gave $600, says a woman. Somebody says, it's gone. Bye. Uh, and then, uh, somebody else said, what is this Ram Ranch people are talking about? Is this somewhere we can go and get our money? (laughs) Oh man. It's, it's complete anarchy in these public chats where these truckers were trying to organize and people are just outright trolling them, outright trolling them. Um, uh, some guy goes on a monologue about sucking off truckers, um, they're trying to figure out how to kick out all the Ram Ranchers, as they begin calling them. Uh, I don't understand what's happening. People are just disgusting, somebody says. Uh, quotes that are either from the truckers or ranchers pretending to be the truckers. It's hard to tell. Who's ramming? I've been rammed too many times over these last couple weeks. Uh, and there's uh, 20 seconds of somebody blowing their nose. Um, and then there's apparently stretches of actual conversation about how to protect the trucks. Uh, and then there's an exchange like, I feel like some bukkake is needed. I don't know about you guys. Oh, for fuck's sake, you're out of here. You're another one of them ranchers. And then somebody says, at this point, I think it's a lot of ranchers. Meanwhile, I, I have that guitar riff stuck in my head. That is catchy. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, a woman tells a heartfelt story about her protester boyfriend facing verbal abuse and fearing that the protest is going to implode if they don't figure out a plan. Uh, then there's the sound of somebody flushing a toilet. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a clip. Oh, somebody clipped it. Okay, holy shit. Um, so, uh, it's come to my attention that this group has been infiltrated. Um, they set out to have one goal in mind, and the goal kind of worked, worked its way in the inner circle, um, and it, it actually worked. Didn't actually think it was going to work. It was kind of a little too easy, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> it's so Canadian too. They're like, yeah, somebody infiltrated, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> Uh, uh, holy shit um so yeah <laughs> the protest is not going very well as the canadian government also encloses in <laughs> imposing a state of emergency on them for blocking the roads without the proper permits <laughs> You know, it's very, like, <laughs> like, you hear about state of emergency over here, and, you know, and it's like, oh, like, there was a terrible storm, you know, power mm -hmm. lines are down, or it's like, oh, yeah, I've got a, this uh, worldwide epidemic, you know, so state of emergency is in place, and then the Canadians <laughs> issue one. You have a trucker there's blockade. A, there's, a, there's a trucker convoy blockade going on. <laughs> I think the next step for the protesters here should be to sort of reclaim or, or sort of claim Ram Ranch as their own. And they can sort of, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. they can rendezvous there. Right. They had, somebody was interested in going to the Ram Ranch. Exactly. So um, I think that needs to be their new meeting place, their new base, um, where they yeah. can formulate their next steps. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because they're, they're in some trouble here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is that, so you hadn't even heard of this, and this has kind of been going on for uh, several weeks now, and the, the one of the big issues is that uh, it seems to me that uh, even, like, Canadians don't give a shit mm -hmm. about this, and it's mostly Americans <laughs> that, that care, especially the American right, who seems to be the people that are funneling money to this. Yeah, because this feels very much like a conservative american story right yeah like the yeah. antics so the antics of it yes they're latching onto it very deeply they mm -hmm. stand with the truckers all this shit this canadian tyranny that's happening where there's these mandates blah 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 blah, blah. um so yeah it's all very ridiculous <laughs> and they don't know how to operate technology uh they might know how to drive the trucks but they do not know how to operate technology and so they are easily uh easily trolled so yeah so that's what's going on with the canadian truckers right now um a lot of problems in Canada. Yeah, yeah, they're not having a, the best time. I saw last night Austin Matthews rammed his face into the crossbar uh, on his own. On his own. Yeah, on his own. It was unprovoked. <laughs> yeah, 
Nobody touched them. Yeah. <laughs> no. We do have uh, another no fucking thanks. Uh, so let's let's just segue into that since this it's kind of related. Whoops. Nope. There we go. Um, as if that matters. <laughs> <laughs> if it matters what grunting sounds I play. Um, now, uh, did you did you watch the Super Bowl? I am happy to report that I did not watch the Super Bowl this year. Uh, yes, good for you because that was the right thing to do. Did you? I, I watched it. Yes. Oh, okay. So this is like the the inverse of of last year, where I actually did watch it and you stayed far away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to alternate. We have to alternate every every year now. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I was not going to watch the Tom Brady Super Bowl. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fair which is the main reason why i did not watch last i do think it's very funny not to get into any actual football talk because uh you know who cares but yeah i think it's very funny that the year matthew stafford leaves detroit he just goes all the way to win win the super bowl it's it's absolutely hilarious yeah Yeah. but the the super bowl and everything surrounding it is so incredibly bleak Mm -hmm. it was astounding to watch like absolutely everything surrounding the game and then the product of the game itself that they're trying to sell you like everything from the the crypto commercials right Mm -hmm. to the gambling commercials to just the the absolute divide in the classes of the country were on full display uh it was really astounding. Like I, tr- I, I didn't really pay attention to the commercials. Like I'm, I'm not a person that gives a shit about commercials. Like why, why, why am I spending time going to be excited about being sold products? Right. Um, but the ones that I did catch left me like I really wanted to like start going out into the streets and smashing windows. Like that's how that's how like angry I was getting. Um, I heard it was a lot I'm of crypto tr- and Bitcoin. A fuck ton of crypto. They made Larry David shill for crypto. Yeah, I okay. saw that one. I saw that one because it aired uh, during uh, Big Brother this week. Just, just brutal stuff. They got, they got to Larry David. Okay, who does a lot of work for the environment. He's a big environmentalist. So there's that, which his, is a real, his, real big bummer. His bit in the ad though is like, I don't give a shit about crypto. Yes, but they, they use that. To sell crypto. To sell crypto. But really, I was I saw that and I thought, yeah, good for you, Larry. I, I take your advice. <laughs> right. But they set it up as like he also didn't care about uh, the telephone or electricity sure. or the wheel or whatever. Right. Yeah. And they're saying that crypto is just as important as things people use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, they they turn that and say, oh, yeah, this is the next thing. So uh, so that's the that was the uh, gist of that commercial. So that that one was a bummer. I saw um, the LeBron you, one. Uh, it aired during the hockey game last night, and oh my god, there was the no way of one knowing. Is so creepy. Yeah, it's creepy, and there was no way of knowing what it was about until the very last second when the Crypto.com logo pops up. That's what most of them are. That's like that Matt Damon one. It could be for anything. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was going to be like a, a Nike ad or something. Sure. Or any or Gatorade, and it's like, oh yeah, LeBron James is talking about playing basketball. Crypto.com. Yeah. Like what? What? But anyway, it's very creepy because they they recreated 15 year old LeBron James out of, I don't know, silly putty 
It, it looks <laughs> horrific. It looks like a disaster. It looks like the end of annihilation. It's just, it's just horrible. It's like, it, it, was, like it, it, it made my skin crawl. Okay, you're like, exaggerating. Actually. It wasn't that bad. It looked like no, some, no, some fairly cheap CGI is what it looked like. Yeah, but it's so, it's so uncanny. It's so gross. Like it doesn't look like a complete human. Mm-hmm. Like just ooh, ooh. We got. Got LeBron James talking to fifteen-year-old NBA two K eleven LeBron James. Like it was just yeah, like God. And then Crypto.com. Um, so all of this is going on, and then you have other commercials. Like you got an Amazon commercial with Scarlett Johansson and her dipshit husband from SNL. The that Connecticut fuck. Oh, Colin Jost. Uh, yeah, the, the most privileged piece of shit I've ever seen. Uh, and they're in this extravagant, they're having extravagant meals and all this shit. And they're also just talking to their fucking Amazon device. So you have this, you have the security state, you have Amazon trying to sell you things to spy on you. And also look at the opulent wealth of these two fucking assholes. It was, it, it just, it just made me so angry. The whole thing. And they're being smarmy. They're being like this. And like, I hated every, every bit of it. Um, and like it's 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 rote and trite to say that the Super Bowl is like it's just an event to sell you things, of course it is, but it it's going much deeper than that now, where they're selling you crypto, they're selling you gambling. It's like see you can make some money off of this because they're targeting people that are in uh, lower classes mm-hmm. looking for any kind of way to have a piece of something, right? All while we're watching the opulence on display, we're watching all the celebrities that are at the Super Bowl. The Rock has to do a WWE. uh, He's on the field after they've already done the anthem and he's doing a WWE SmackDown, whatever the fuck, introduction of the two teams before the game even starts. So like so now we're not even being sold on the game and the commercials and whatever. We're being sold some kind of ticket out of poverty and we're also being shoved celebrities in their faces the rock isn't even there to promote anything he's just there to promote himself mm-hmm. because that fucker is going to run for office in like another two years like it's just also it's also obvious and it's getting disgusting and i think you could tell the, the like the anger that is actually seeping out of me at this oh, point oh yeah i'm just kind of um, letting you have a floor here um because i hear you but i'm not going to get in your way like just, just absolutely everything about it and then even the game itself you're the the, the game was such an afterthought, which is whatever, fine, I don't give a shit. But then you're being sold individual players and not even their abilities. You're being sold on their brands. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like, they, they, they don't introduce themselves anymore. They just are introduced with their signature. Like, they're, like, you're already have to, like, being sold their memorabilia or something like that. Like, you're being sold on their individual brands now. And then, of course, it'll... Uh, shift to a commercial of maybe that player is on you know he is selling some bullshit uh whether it is crypto or whether it is just a conventional fucking product you can buy and it's just it just all felt so disgusting in such a deep way uh and it really highlighted the absolute class divide that is only getting wider and this is only serving to widen that gap even further because the people that are buying into the fucking gambling bullshit and the crypto bullshit are only inflating the people that are already holding the bag. Yes. And that that is the only thing that is happening. You are not going to get rich gambling. You're not going to get rich on crypto. 
the only people that are getting rich are the fucking people that already have the cash. If you have a gambling addiction, you basically can't like watch television or like consume any sort of media with advertisements because they are everywhere. No, it's insane. It's insane. And I don't mean to sound like some kind of weird puritanical prude. I don't give a shit if people gamble. I don't care. It's their money. But just the absolute prevalence of it Mm -hmm. where Drew Brees can go from retiring to immediately shilling for gambling apps while he's still on NBC uh, calling broadcast games. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it feels like there is, there is uh, like the NFL is now also just wrestling. Like it feels like the storylines are already in place and they just have to execute it. Well, you have like uh, uh, heroes and villains and whatnot. Heroes and villains storylines. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of tell where it's going to go from the drop. Sure. Uh, m- me and my dad were watching the second quarter and uh, it felt like the Rams had intentionally like eased up on the gas Ooh. and the Bengals got back into the game off a turnover. And so we're like, OK, now the Bengals are going to take the lead. And then like we could we, we saw the script. We saw the script in play and then it happened. Um, and the, just the, just the weirdness of the broadcast where there was this. I don't know if you saw like the, the just a flagrant uncalled uh Offensive pass interference. I did not see a single uh, down of that game. Okay. Well, anyway, at, at this, it was either in the second or third quarter. Just a, just a really awful uh, missed offensive pass interference where the receiver literally yanked on a guy's face, on the cornerback's face mask, and it was like a 70-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. No flag, no review, nothing. It was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and we didn't even get to see a review of the touchdown at first until after the extra point and it felt like the nfl was like quickly hiding what had just happened it was so strange it was like i was watching doctored footage um it it, and it's like you can tell that there's going to be point shaving fixing whatever now the gambling is this proliferated there's going to be there's going to be fucking griminess to it yeah i mean to add to that like it's it almost makes it uh even more believable when you think how most super bowls are really bad games like they're usually one-sided and blowouts and stuff and this is like the first super bowl in a long time that's come down to the very end yeah and even so it came down to the very end also with like four penalties in a row that were basically even up calls even though they were the correct calls they were basically even up calls for the uh, gigantic missed call uh, earlier in the game. Um, and that's because they didn't call a penalty until the fourth, the fourth quarter. There was no penalties at all. Not a single one. No, they completely swallowed the whistles. Wow. Completely. They saved it until, until they were the most consequential. <laughs> until they were the most consequential, and they were evened up for the complete blown call Yikes. earlier in the game. So, like... Even even though there was there might have been some kind of script or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, for the storylines that the league wanted to have set in place, then the refs had to adjust on the fly to to make it seem like, you know, they had to, they had to, they had to fix their fuck up in the script, basically. Uh, like it was just it just felt so it was like I was watching some kind of Truman show thing mm-hmm. where it's like, nope, nope, you can't look at that part. Nope, you can't look at the seams here. Um and then you have like other things where like, uh, you know, like the medical tents, the like the concussion protocol tents that they have on the field for games now. Sure. Um, those magically disappear for the Super Bowl. Uh, 
They don't give a shit anymore. Um, what's his face? Cooper Cup, like the MVP of the game, uh, before he caught the game-winning touchdown, he was completely blasted in the head, and he played the next play, which was the game-winning touchdown. Wow. In the regular season, he would have been yanked. Yeah, you have to the, at least take a couple plays protocol. out to, yeah, to clear. That doesn't exist anymore in the Super Bowl. Huh. It's very but bleak. They a, but they create a story out of it. It's completely bleak. It's disgusting. Um, and it just, it, everything, everything felt cynical. Like, everything. Like they they were they were singing I don't know the song it's either like a a a before the game some kind of like um like slave spiritual or like uh historical like something like something like that before the game it's like no 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 see no look not racist the NFL not racist mm-hmm. uh this you you may have heard a thing ignore that ignore that speaking are- of um speaking of the nfl and its racism i did hear about the halftime show stuff where they tried to moderate what the performers could or could not say or do like eminem yeah. was intent he was intending to take a knee during the performance and the nfl warned him not to but he, he did it anyway which is awesome yeah um, there's also like a weird, well, I won't say weird. It's pretty much expected at this point, but Kendrick Lamar, uh, performs, um, and one of his lyrics was like, hate the police. And they, they censored that on the broadcast. Yes. Yes. And they censored some N words, mm-hmm. but some got through. It was, yeah. They did not know how to approach any of that. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was so obvious. Um, that does seem to have been the one sort of shining uh aspect of the whole night because a lot like so that the the group of performers like the uh, the um who was who was there it was eminem it was like dr dre it was mary j blige uh 50 cent 50 cent kendrick lamar i feel like um, we we are just like a few years younger than the target audience there i mean 50 cent was big whenever we were like in middle school yeah okay that's fair um but anyway Um, my point is that like for the target demo which is like i guess older millennials yeah um this seemed to have really hit hard (laughs) yeah like people were loving it which is which is cool and i was i was kind of like man 50 cent looks old you Uh know like oh and snoop dogg was there yeah snoop snoop dogg it's like yeah these they look old as fuck yeah like (laughs) they look old as fuck uh but yeah, yeah. See, people seem. I thought it was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it wasn't the like just offensive blandness of like Maroon Five or whatever the oh fuck. Oh God, yeah. Or the or what's his face? The uh 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 the guy that tries to do the Michael Jackson shit. Oh, um, the weekend. No, no, I didn't see that one. Uh, that was pretty um, good. I like that one. Um, uh, Bruno Mars. Oh uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Bruno. That Mars. shit is just like so. That's still like so corporately bland that it's like actually offensive yeah uh so yeah i thought i thought it was fine you know um yeah i feel like i won sunday night um so for whatever reason cbs decided to air a new episode of celebrity big brother alongside the super bowl (laughs) (laughs) um so i was thankful for that even though um honestly the season has been an absolute shit show um yeah so i watched that that was cool uh they made they like actively made references to the super bowl (laughs) sure yeah during it um it's like you're not going to want to miss this uh, this house drama, even though no matter what other game is on the other channel or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then I and then I checked out uh, Starstruck, this uh, series on HBO Max, which was an absolute delight. Um, highly mm. recommend that. So yeah, yeah, I had a very pleasant Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
even though it pulled this deep anarchist anger out of me, you uh-huh. know, this whole fucking thing. Like I still, I, I still had it on the background. Like I was playing SMT at the same time, you know. Sure. Like I'm not like I'm not like paying attention to this shit too much. And th- and even so, like that's how permeated this garbage was. Yeah, because like was really, that, like, I'm not even watching it. Yeah, like it's designed uh, <laughs> this night, this 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 um, block of of television that is the Super Bowl is designed to have your attention nonstop for the entire time because you go from the game to the advertisements, to the halftime show, to more advertisements. You know, it's all just, yeah. it's, it's designed in that that specific way. Mm-hmm. And it's, and and with the content that we saw laid out here, it's very dystopian. It, it, it truly is. It, it's such a, like, I can't compare it to some recent years because I really haven't been paying attention. But yeah, this, this felt so fucking bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, we do have a couple more here. <laughs> You know, I, I just realized um, part of the sort of dystopian nightmare of the Super Bowl you're talking about was like the surveillance state with like Amazon ads and whatnot. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. here I am <laughs> one channel down watching Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Um. Anyway. So, so yeah. So, uh, so this next one is uh, quite similar to uh, the Jodorowsky Dune situation mm-hmm. where uh some crypto bros think that just because they have purchased a thing they can uh turn it into an nft and make money off of it just completely ignoring uh any sort of copyright ip legal any kind of protections whatsoever um so there is a uh, a group of these uh chuds called uh, magic the gathering dao um and so their whole thing is to turn magic the gathering into nfts um and their whole thing seems to be that like since they purchased the cards they have the right to do this here we go again (laughs) just just purchasing the cards like not not not, no rights you know like no not even purchasing like a lore book or some kind of original draft like the the dune thing just because they have purchased packs of cards and they own physical cards thinks that they have the right to uh, then turn those same cards into tokenized bullshit on the blockchain. Um, and so, of course, they're on Twitter, uh, and uh, they say, Wizards of Coast sent us a very polite email saying they consider our use of NFTs as depicted in the Magic Gathering DAO white paper to be unlawful IP infringement. They hint at their own NFT plans and ask that we don't launch Magic the Gathering DAO. Um, and so then they attach the email. Um, and it is the most polite way to say, don't fucking do this or we're going to blast your ass with lawsuits. Sure. Um, uh, dear Madam or Sir, we are the counsel for Wizards of the Coast LLC. The owner, as you obviously know, of the copyrights and trademarks for Magic the Gathering trading card game. We write because Wizards recently became aware of your white paper describing a potential uh, MTG DAO project that would combine cryptocurrency and NFT technology to create a new scarce magic format for playing the game Magic the Gathering. Uh, and it goes on. Uh, your enthusiasm for Magic the Gathering is evident and appreciated. The team at Wizards is also impressed by the work you have put into developing a new format for playing Magic the Gathering. Unfortunately, your intended use of Wizards intellectual property, including its trademarks and copyright, would be unlawful. You appear to be operating under the mistaken assumption that the project would be legal because you would allow the reproduction of Magic cards in the form of NFTs only by a player who had purchased a physical card, a card on Arena, which is the digital uh, Magic the Gathering game. Uh, or a card on Magic the Gathering. Uh, oh, I'm not sure which that one is. 
Um, this is not correct. It is the exclusive right of the copyright owner to reproduce uh, the copyrighted work, such as a magic card, in any format. While there is an exception in the copyright statute for making a backup or archival copy in some circumstances, quote, this privilege extends only to computer programs and not to other types of work. Uh, see, for example, the U.S. Copyrights Office uh, frequently asks questions on copyrights and digital files. Uh, while Wizards is currently evaluating its future plans regarding NFTs and Magic the Gathering cards, no decision has been made at this time. Use of NFTs in connection with Wizards intellectual property is therefore strictly prohibited. Uh, as a fan of Magic the Gathering, uh, we trust you. Need, uh, 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 we trust your understanding. Wizards need to protect its intellectual property. Although Wizards is continuously amazed at its community's creativity and engagement, they have to protect their IP if they want to keep the rights. Uh, keep the lights on them. Sorry. That was so polite. Yeah, there's one more okay. here. Uh, on behalf of Wizards, we ask that you refrain from implementing your idea for a Magic Gathering DAO that relies on the unlawful reproduction and use of Wizards IP, uh, and do not hesitate to contact. Uh, and this fucking this dude doesn't even like blur out the email. I guess it's all public. It's a law office that uh, had contacted them uh, that is on retainer from fucking Wizards of the Coast. Um, so yeah. That is, it is very polite, way too polite than what this deserves. Mm -hmm. Um, but <laughs> they're gonna get completely destroyed if they attempt to actually make this. Um, and the, the tweet that they posted, like they posted the uh screenshots of the email, it's like they hint at their own NFT plans. Meanwhile, the quote is that like they're discussing it and they have not made any plans. <laughs> It's like, oh, they're hinting that they're own they're really gonna do it. So they're trying to shut me down so they could do right. it. Right. It's like, no, no, you just can't you have no rights. L literally you have no rights to do this. Yeah. Uh <laughs> they could do it if they want to. That wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Uh and they have this gigantic thread about why they're fine doing this. <laughs> but it's like there's no it's it's complete bullshit. Our vision for Magic Gathering DAO is similar to local game store. Here we would host tournaments, fund writers, and sponsor players. A DAO is the primary community building tool of Web3. To forbid a Magic DAO is to forbid any authentic presence in Web3. And they say not going to make it, which is their stupid slogan for people that don't believe in crypto. Do they have enough like, Bitcoin that, to purchase uh, Wizards of the Coast? Because then I think they're I doubt in the clear. It. <laughs> I doubt it. They probably need like... Because Wizards of the Coast owns... Uh, Dungeons and sure. Dragons, Magic the Gathering, mm -hmm. uh, lots of other RPG and board games. Uh, so, and D&D has never been more popular. Uh, I, I really doubt that they, even if they had the funds, could purchase uh, Wizards of the Coast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, these are just people that uh, like the card game, like crypto, and decided to just do this shit on their own. And they're calling themselves, you know, a company or whatever. It's just this mad scramble across the board to see who can cash in in the mm -hmm. easiest way possible, the quickest, mm -hmm. and it's it's just a disaster. Yeah, they saying that their NFTs are protocol used to track card scarcity. Um, yeah, you, you don't. Why do you need the blockchain for any of that? Mm -hmm. Like like Wizards of the Coast produces the cards. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have an idea of how many cards they produce. And like the 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 rarity of specific cards, I'm pretty sure they have a handle mm -hmm. on that. So <laughs> I don't. Why do you? Who are you? <laughs> who are you to stick your nose in? Uh, 
it's just basically this whole thing is just basically like oh yeah they should they need to get involved in web3 blah 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 blah. nfts are great um but it's like no you can't well we appreciate your enthusiasm you can't do this and we like that you're such big fans <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it's just it's just people making fun of them like it's like yeah you don't have the ip uh <laughs> but then you like see one monkey avatar it's like clearly this wouldn't detract from sales of the card game it's like what why wouldn't it you're recreating the cards mm-hmm. <laughs> why wouldn't it <laughs> literally <laughs> so dumb they keep trying this shit it's like no just because you purchase a product does not mean you have any sort of rights to reproduce the product it does not grant that under any circumstance just because you bought the monkey jpeg and the monkey jpeg says that you have the commercial rights to it because why wouldn't you know why why, why would anybody want the monkey rights you can do whatever you want you with your fucking mm-hmm. monkey. That's not how actual products work. You can though. take your monkey to uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, but like, so that's the, that's the thing that these or dorks, Jimmy like are taking. Yeah, whichever. Who gives a fuck? Uh, the the monkey JPEG says like, yeah, you can you can commercialize your ape, and so you have full commercial rights to the ape that you purchase. It's like okay, it's like it's like yeah, you can make T-shirts or whatever. It's like who wants a T-shirt of your monkey? I don't know. I mean, I feel like gorillas, they've been pretty successful. Yeah, but these monkeys are all the same fucking monkey. (laughs) Like the the gorillas was like, and they also produced music that people enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So you would buy merch of any artist that you enjoyed. The monkey is just the fucking monkey. It's just a picture of a monkey. (laughs) So why would anybody want a t-shirt of your thing? Maybe you want a t-shirt. You can print your own t-shirt. But why would anybody else buy that? And so that's why you see like some some idiots made a show out of their the monkeys that they bought. Oh, trying to add like some personality to them and and some some selling value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through fifteen seconds of it. It's on YouTube. I don't even know what it's called, but it's horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. Um, but it's like yeah, of course you have the rights to that. Whatever. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants it. So of course the of course uh the board apes will give you the rights. Of course they will. They know it's meaningless, but yeah, you know, you can't buy a pack of Magic the Gathering cards and then redistribute those online or or sell them online as your own project. Like that, no, no, you could say it's an NFT, you could say it's crypto, you could call it whatever you want. No, you, you have no right to do that. You can't buy a book and recreate it or make a movie off of it that you you don't have the rights to do any of that. (laughs) It does not work like that. So, um, you put one in here. I did. We have sort of a story that would fit under the no fucking thanks banner or could also be part of dating is dead. Okay. So it's this headline, uh, romance scammers, AKA catfish collected $139 million (laughs) in crypto last year. And that's significant because, well, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it's a pretty big jump from the year before, uh, five times, five times more actually than in 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. And it also accounts for uh, more money than any other form of payment that was used in like these these catfish scams. So, Mm. yeah, the total amount of money that was lost through um, crypto uh, payments was 139 million. And that's out of a total of 547 million that was lost uh, through like all different forms of payments, like gift cards and just like straight up like, you know, like PayPal, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, the gift card scams are the yeah. Big so one. the the yeah. gift it's interesting. The gift card scams account for the largest volume of scams, right? So they're the most commonly used mm-hmm. payment method. But the victims have lost less money on average than those who have fallen to the crypto scams. It's, it's probably due to the protections of the you know gift cards. Like the retailers are aware of all the mm-hmm. gift card scams, mm-hmm. and so like it's so fucking hard to get. Um, high Very gift true. card amounts like anywhere like like i was trying to buy gift cards i think through amazon or something and like i couldn't uh i was actually trying to buy best part buy cards through amazon it was it was a long story um but they they were rejecting my shit um they just like wouldn't let me buy the gift cards uh so th- there's a lot of protections out there on the gift cards because they're they are such a uh source of abuse and scam that you know the retailers are aware of it and you know they uh, FTC and other governmental agencies try to get the word out about gift card scams and uh, like I think even like a lot of um, like physical retailers will have like signs posted like hey are you are you like being scammed and like because a lot of times like the phone scams um, like with like the tech things where like they prey on old people and say that you need to go grab uh, a bunch of gift cards at the at the drugstore um will like keep you on the phone and like you put the phone in your purse or whatever almost like a hostage situation um and crazy shit like that so like a lot of stores will put up little signs that say uh like hey are you being scammed is like somebody telling you like and they'll they'll like list some common phrases that the scammers are using and it's like you know you might be in trouble it's like just like kind of like blink at the cashiers like shit like that you know almost like uh what's it called um almost like the bartender thing where like if like a woman's being harassed by somebody they're like like certain like phrases that bartenders are supposed to be aware of to like mm-hmm. help out uh like a like a woman that's being harassed by some right. uh dipshit um so like there's there, yeah there's supposed they, they try to uh protect gift cards um in a lot of ways so it, it the rising crypto makes a lot of sense because it's probably a lot harder or getting harder at least for the gift card scams to uh, so you're saying it's, it's probably going to raise a red flag if somebody tries to buy a gift card for nine thousand seven hundred seventy dollars right because because that Usually, is yeah. the average amount of money that a victim of a crypto scam from a catfish lost last year right um, yeah so yeah this was from an ftc report um so you know just something to be aware of you know in case you uh are, are on the tinders or whatnot <laughs> See, that's the other thing. It's like, it's so untraceable. It's like, yeah, it's like you're anonymous. And it's like, no, you're being tracked. The FTC knows these transactions. The IRS is wise to these transactions. Like most of these exchanges, you have to supply your information or they won't let you onto the platform now uh, to comply with uh, state and federal regulations. Uh, You have to give sometimes your driver's license uh, or social security or tax ID number, uh, they know who the fuck you yes. are if you're trading this shit. Did you know that wire so, transfers are still? It a is thing? not. Yeah, because yeah, because like people have to tr- uh, you know send money um, yeah. to different countries. So that, that right? accounted for ninety three million of the five hundred plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, those kind of scams they you know target mm-hmm. like immigrants mm-hmm. and things like that, um, where people would be sending money to relatives in uh, other countries. Uh, I think is a big one there. Um, 
And then the FTC uh, notes some red flags here, and they also um, alert you to the some of the strategies you can take. And one of them is just the 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 tactic that was used on the Catfish TV show, which is just a, a reverse image search. That's like all that show was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you think that handsome guy was, you know, might be too good to be true, then just mm-hmm. see if that's a real picture. Um, it's actually crazier now because there's the whole. Um, they're not like quite deep fakes, but the whole this person does not exist. Mm, you know no. that thing? Okay, so there's a site called like this this person doesn't exist. Um, and it basically just generates uh where is it? There it is. This person does not exist. And you go to the site and you can literally just keep refreshing it and it generates uh photos of people based off of like common traits and photographs that are like in the public whatever, and it each time is like a different person. Like, see, like, here, you can even just try it out right now, like I did. Um, so that makes it easier, actually, to uh, create, um, like, catfish accounts because they don't just right. go find a supermodel, you know? Uh, they just keep refreshing until they get something that looks, you know, pretty handsome, conventionally attractive. This reminds me of, uh, the sort of like the inverse of this uh, TikTok trend that's happening right now that has had some very creepy results where it's like this um, this thing where it's like you can have the camera on your face and it'll tell you it'll show you like which two celebrities you are the offspring of right have you you've seen some of those yeah yeah, yeah. it's like some I've really seen, yeah, um, around, yeah. some really creepy results that look very very accurate <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's the, that was the big thing, like, whenever TikTok was first, mm-hmm. like, getting on the scene and people were kind of wary of it because it's, like, a Chinese app. Um, it's because, yeah, they're yeah. using all that facial data. They're using all of it. And that's only, like, it's only going to get better because of the absolutely mm-hmm. massive user base. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, it's freaking. But yeah, just something to, to keep an eye on here. I, I feel like unless, I mean, I don't know what would stop this uh, this trend here of continuing to to climb higher, right? Like at the end of this year, you'll probably see an even larger number of scams from crypto. Probably, probably, yeah. Um, did you did you happen to see the on the Netflix the 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 Twinder the Tinder no? But my favorite thing? tweet that I've seen in a while was um, somebody said the Tinder swindler was fantastic in Memoria, <laughs> which is the movie starring Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I got through half of it before like I fell asleep. I have to finish it. Um. It's it's just, it's a documentary about uh, basically this we, these women got catfished by um, uh, a notorious uh, con artist who said that he was like this diamond uh, heir heir to like this uh, billionaire diamond uh, magnate um, and was like flying them all over the place and you know taking them on these extravagant dates and blah 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 blah. Um, but he was also like saying that he was in danger and the scam was that since he was in danger, uh, they needed to sign up for credit cards that he would use and then he would keep charging the cards on these like extravagant vacations mm. he was going on with other women. Um, and then he would like, he, he took, uh, made the, made the women take out loans in order to pay for these cards. Um, just like crazy shit. Uh, and he could, he could make it seem like he was wealthy because he was siphoning cash from other women um 
even though he was just some nobody from Israel, I think, actually. Um, but yeah, like just this ridiculous. I don't know if it's artist. true or not. Like this guy could, for all I know, be in jail. But I, I did see that. Like, is it possible that he's charging two hundred dollars on Cameo to, to for you to make a Cameo to request one? I have no. Oh, idea. I didn't. I okay. didn't finish the documentary. I don't know because somebody said that on Twitter. <laughs> I have and, like, no idea if he's I, out I and just about hate society so much. <laughs> uh, who knows at this point? You know, or maybe yeah. it's a, a lookalike, or mm-hmm. it could be the guy. It could be the guy. I don't know. Uh, if he's in jail, then that would be ridiculous sure, if they let him right. access a phone. <laughs> Just, but uh, yeah, I've I've got no idea. Uh, I'd have to, I have to finish that up. Um, but yeah, because like he was me- he was meeting the women on Tinder is the thing. That's where you know. Um, but yeah, that's no fucking thanks uh, for this week. A uh, little all over the place, very dystopian. But um, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, so uh, we need to get into this movie. Okay, are you um? um... <laughs> are you prepared to or because we the way we left this Uh, last night i'm not sure so okay so we were supposed to watch coda for this week um and uh i got a copy of the movie uh you know and like as 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 we've uh discussed i yeah i prefer to watch the movie like the day before we record so it's fresh um and so i hadn't checked out the download i got this is, uh, in, in and, case it's not clear, this is not downloaded directly from Apple uh, TV+. Yeah, Plus. yeah, don't let Tim Cook know about that, though. Like, let's, you know, let's be cool here. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, that's where I watch it, so I'm in the clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, I thought it, I thought everything was fine. It looked fine. You know, it was 10, it said it was a 1080p Blu-ray mm. rip. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and it opens up, and uh, the title and, like, the production buy is in Italian. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know this was Italian. Yeah, because you texted me. You were like, uh, <laughs> I forget what exactly what you said, but I was like, I was like, is this is this uh, finance like finance like, in Italy? Yeah, financed in Italy by. And I'm chance. like, I don't understand like, the reference you that talking you're talking about? about here. What the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, well, something's up. Um, it's like, oh, I didn't know this was an Italian movie. But then I was like, oh, they're speaking English. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, this is Boston. Like, oh, maybe this. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, maybe it was just financed, you know, and they put the, you know, some, some European, whatever production company. This is very much Massachusetts. Um, I know, but still, you never know who makes these. Um, and so the movie, uh, as w- I guess we'll get into, uh, concerns a, a, a deaf family. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, they're using American Sign Language to communicate. Um, and so I'm, I'm watching the movie uh, and I'm like, OK, you know, sign language. All right. I can't I can't read sign language. Maybe uh, that was like a directorial choice, right? Like maybe yeah, that was so I'm a... like, I'm so, yeah. So I'm like, is this is this on purpose? Where uh, you know, like you have to uh, infer what's being communicated. Um, like, are are you meant to feel like a deaf person feels whenever they can't hear somebody speak? Is that is that what they're which going really for? would make no sense um, because the point of view character in this movie uh, speaks sign language. So. Yeah. So it's like okay. Uh, uh, I'm like, all right. I'm tr-, you know, it's like, oh, they're having an argument. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Uh, you know. And then sometimes the 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 character that uh, can uh, translate for them will speak what they either said, sort of, or will say what she has just signed to them. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm I'm kind of inferring the tone of a lot of these conversations, but I feel like I'm really missing a lot of context mm-hmm. here. I feel like I feel like this is a lot of dialogue. And so then I text you, and I'm like, hey, is this supposed to have subtitles? <laughs> because 
I feel like I'm missing something yeah. here. Um, and yeah, it turns out it, it, the sign language is supposed to be full. Oh, absolutely. In the yes. movie. <laughs> so I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Cause at that point I had seen about uh, 30 minutes. of the movie. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah. So then I had a choice and then I was like, okay, so I gotta, I gotta find some subtitles. And it's like, well, do I do I really rewatch the first thirty minutes, or do I, you know, just keep trucking? Um, and what's funny is, is I when I I remember downloading it, and I remember it had a subtitles folder, mm-hmm. and so because I usually download like grab the subs anyway, especially because the files are so small. Uh, even if I don't use them, even if it's like a fully you know English language movie, uh, you know, just in case, like I might miss something like that. I can't, you know, sound mixing, whatever. I like to have subtitles just in case. Uh, so I always download the subtitles if they're available, um, but they didn't work the first time. So I had to I had to figure out the file, that, and then I had to like manually tell it like, no, hey, use these subtitles, please. <laughs> uh, so I did finish the movie. You finished from the um, thirty minute go, mark with the from sub- the from the thirty from okay. the thirty minute mark. Alrighty. I didn't go back and rewatch. I I I, scr- I I was in the middle of a scene, so I went back to the beginning of the mm-hmm. scene uh, because the, what I was in was like I I. I Truly had no idea what the conversation was about. I had no, I had nothing. So I was like, okay, I'll go back that far, but I'm not gonna, you know. Rewatch. Yeah, I'm not gonna complain here because like this is me <laughs> choosing a movie every week that you are obligated to watch. So like I don't want to be like annoying about it. Um. So yeah, we'll just we'll just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you offered to uh, sort of take the reins. Uh-huh. Uh, like I I did see it's a two hour movie, so I saw most of it with the, the way it was intended. Um. <laughs> But also, you could argue that this gave me uh, a, an interesting perspective on the, you circ- could argue on, that. on the circumstances of the deaf family, because I could not. Well, um, uh, I, I, I'd parse their, their full communication. I had to use I had to use full body language, you know, and and sort of what they were uh, emoting uh, without having the actual uh, translation for me. Um, so you know <laughs> so yeah you gain that but you also lose the context of everything they're saying <laughs> yes <laughs> for the first so time there's a the give and take there. <laughs> give and take that's why i was like is it uh, it was intentional you know that's why i had to ask i had mm-hmm. to um because you never know with a lot of these movies whether you know they're making a choice like that uh, uh, like what the, like well you know some like not uh if there's uh movie where um there's some dialogue that is in uh like not the language that's the majority of the mm-hmm. movie uh sometimes it's not you know subtitled just for, you you are supposed to infer what was said and of course if you know the language then you know you have a leg up so there there are circumstances yeah in fact like another a fellow um a fellow best picture nominee west side story did that where they um consciously decided not to have subtitles for either the english or the spanish uh dialogue and there's there's yeah, quite a bit yeah yeah so, so um and you know i could uh, without even seeing it know the purpose of that right it's you know the two different families and you know things like you know these, yeah, I, yeah yeah um so yeah, so this gave me a perspective, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, um yeah. So, anyway. so yeah, we have we have Coda here, uh, nominated for a bunch of awards, um, including Best Picture at the Oscars. Uh, it's also up for adapted screenplay. Um, it's up for screenplay at the BAFTAs, um, as well as at the Critics 
Choice Movie Awards. Mm. Um, it's directed by Sion Heder. I believe this is her directorial debut. Um, she's from Massachusetts originally, and I also thought noteworthy that she is a graduate of uh, Carnegie Mellon mm, over in okay. uh, over in the Berg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie follows, uh, it's, it's a coming of age story. Um, main character is a high schooler named Ruby and she is the only member of her family who is able to hear the rest of her parents and her brother are all, uh, deaf. And, um, so she, uh, she's working with her family on like a fishing boat in, in Massachusetts. Um, but meanwhile, she's also in high school and she decides on a whim to join the choir because she uh, has a crush mm-hmm. on a classmate and she also loves to sing like she sings on the boat um she sings all the time it's like her passion right and so did, this movie's did she following join because of the crush um, i thought she just joined mostly for the singing uh, well i mean it's it, yes it's it's mostly for the singing but you you see her and her friend uh trying to choose an elective right and they're they're waiting in yeah. line to sign up for an elective, and they're talking about. I think her friend's talking about the easiest one to take would be like film studies or something. But then mm-hmm. she sees this guy sign up for choir, and sort of on an impulse, she she walks over and signs up. So I kind of took that to to mean uh, that she was. Okay. Uh, this also take this happens. This scene happens in the first thirty minutes, so I'm not sure how much of that. Well, you, yes, but they, they were but they were they speaking. Were speaking. I, I remember this. I remember that. I remember that. I just thought that she was signing up for choir. No, no, no. I don't mean to make it sound anyway. like that's the sole purpose. She obviously she very yeah, much yeah, has a yeah. passion for it. That is the driving force of like her commitment to singing and and all of that. Yeah, I just, um, I just didn't pick up on that little bit. Yeah, I think the initiation of it, the thing that like willed her to sort of take that that step of signing up in the first place is just that that, that I see. Right? I see. Um so yeah, so she's doing that. There's uh some some conflict involving um the uh, community of, of fishermen and the the uh people that they sell their fish to and they're getting ripped off and they're trying to like sort of like almost unionize um or even just like uh break off and, and sell fish on their own and like the the leaders of this are her father and brother um so like there's those two things happening at once she's like training as a singer and she's being encouraged by her teacher to um uh like apply for for berkeley for for college for singing but she's also like Mm -hmm. a very crucial member of the fishing crew with her family because she's the she's the ears she's the person that can hear uh the the radio and and her surroundings and she can interpret and translate for her family so she's she's very much needed there too so she's kind of being pulled in two different directions and and things kind of come to to a head there um all this is to say though like this movie when you step back and look at it is is very very conventional mm-hmm. um as a coming of age story it hits a lot of the the beats that you would expect it to hit um it's just like that the the one big difference here is this family dynamic and how you know the family and being like a hearing member of a deaf family sort of like changes the relationship and like puts a strain on ambitions and sort of like you know breaking away from what you've known your entire life um really it's it's a very like traditional film but the one big difference is that that dynamic of having a deaf family right like that's the one thing that really Mm -hmm. sets it apart in a lot of ways from other 
uh, coming of age films. Right. There was one letterbox review, which, as I continue to ramble, I think it. Um, <laughs> I think this would would really sum it up better. Um, it's from David uh, Ehrlich, the um, IndieWire uh, film critic. He said, mm-hmm. "Let me just pull it up real quick." Oh, no, where'd it go? Yeah, so he said, uh, he was like, uh, the specific pleasure of watching a good movie get away with the kind of bullshit that usually makes you want to vomit. A very touching addition to uh, that beloved uh, subgenre of Sundance experience. So this was like a big hit at Sundance, I think in 20, yeah, the beginning of 2021. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. I think that hits, hits the nail on the head there, right? Like it's it's doing all these things, like it's, it's sort of like verging on manipulating the viewer emotionally it's hitting like it's you know the heartstrings it's it's doing a lot of those things but it's effective right um i mean at least i think so i don't know how you feel about this film. i should turn it over to you to see what you think <laughs> um um i i okay see i took a risk here uh, I think, with this choice here um, I, I, I love this film a lot. I'm, I'm definitely rooting for it to win awards. I liked it. I was yeah. very moved by it when I saw it last summer. Um, I didn't expect it to get the recognition that's gotten, and I'm very happy about that. However, choosing this movie for this podcast specifically and knowing like the sort of perspective <laughs> that you bring and the sort of, I, I don't want to say like cynical, but like... <laughs> I guess I you, you you know that I'm an asshole. Is the, I mean is you the, said it not me, right? So it's the problem. Here. I definitely feel like I was taking a chance uh, exposing this film okay. to this yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be mean. Oh, okay. I, All right. I don't, I don't want to. But um, I don't. I don't get it. Okay. I don't get why this is like up for a best picture. Okay. Because I've seen I've seen uh scores of slice of life anime that are basically this. Mm-hmm. That are basically this. Um because the thing the thing with like something like a slice of life anime is that like it has to differentiate itself sure. from all the other yeah. ones, right? So it needs it needs the gimmick. It needs the hook. It's like this is a this is going to be a slice of life or a romance, but this. And so that's what this is. This is a a slice of life. Well, to call it a gimmick is very I know unfair. I, I think yes, but I'm 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 using like an anime term, right? Because this is the closest parallel I can I can get. Because some of the the beats are like oh my god, um. So like the hook here is that this is gonna be your standard feel good whatever, but they're deaf, mm-hmm. and that's basically it. Okay, like that's it. Well, to say that's it sort of dismisses the significance of that because this is not something that you see very much in film. Um, the sort of representation side of it. Yeah, but then why does it and need to, like cling so hard to those tropes? Like you can. I literally had mapped out the entire movie, basically starting at that half hour. Mark. Yeah, well, I don't think that. See, I don't view that as a negative like, because I feel I'm like not say, I'm not saying there needs to be, you know, oh, ridiculous plot twists or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I I don't know why they needed this vehicle, like of of a script that you know, basically wrote itself. Oh, okay. 
Okay. I, that's, I, that's a tough I knew scene. lines they okay. were going to pull out. Uh-huh. Like, like just all the same beats, you know? Like, I see. Like I the, feel like the, it's, the singing, it's, the. It, it felt it felt too trite and you know sexure and whatever the however you say that fucking word like it's like too bleh. so to say that the screenplay wrote itself is rough because it is using those beats it's relying on them it's it's obviously it's structured around them but you having the family dynamic at play here i feel like it just uses every opportunity to tie into those in very clever ways um and like it's fine that this movie is predictable and hits those beats that we've seen before because it does it effectively it, it comes across as genuine rather than trying to like be a copy of of things that we've seen so many times before it has like an actual <laughs> it has an actual um Sort no, of heart no, to because it, right? if you know how you're supposed to feel at every segment of the film, it's like mapped out. Yeah, but know? these are tropes for a reason. Like they exist for a reason. They're effective for a reason. And so when you I, see something I, that's I'm done saying that it, very I'm well, saying that it wasn't effective. Oh, I guess that's where we sort of it, break off. Yeah, because it relies so heavily on that. Mm. It's like if I if I know that she's you know going to say. Uh, whatever like like the specific dynamics like i've i've seen this shit right like the only thing that was keeping this from being a hallmark movie Oof, okay was was the fact that like they had better actors like that is that is basically it um like even the way it's shot like it looks like an nbc sitcom the way that it's shot the coloring the uh set design like man i was expecting some pushback i was not expecting this complete attack <laughs> on this film here um <laughs> man i mean okay so we get to like the the last act of this film right and it's her high school performance right like it's her big performance and the family um shows up and and, and attends and they're watching it and as she's going for her like big like duet that she's been preparing for the perspective shifts and the um sound shuts off completely like it's completely silent and you're seeing everything through the eyes of the father because this is like such a crucial moment where the father is like seeing his daughter and her passion and her ambition, like truly seeing that for the first time, right? Like that's sort of what the relationship has been building to throughout uh -huh. the whole film. And it's complete silence. And uh -huh. so you're relying entirely on the visuals um, for a movie and, and a performance that's about singing. And I thought that was like so astounding. I, um, yeah, I just, I okay. love that so much. Like that's just one example of like how it ties in that like sort of relationship and like stands out from like the very I was, I, typical way I was that it seemed like I was waiting for them to do it. I was, I was, okay. I thought they were going to do it earlier. Like I was like, when, when are they going to, when are they going to do the thing where you're from the perspective of the parents and they can't hear anything? When are they going to do it? But it's like, so you know, we, so it's like, oh, okay, like we, we talked right, about fine. like, it's, it's a, it's a checkbox. It's a checkbox. Man, <laughs> you're killing me here. There was, there was, there was an anime movie about a deaf girl and it's like same, same scene, same, same setup. I forget what it was called. Um, I actually enjoyed that movie more. What is it called? A Silent Voice. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's like I've se I've seen this. Uh, I've I've seen it with like, and it, it didn't need to look like it was on Lifetime, you know. And it's like it's like really this is this is one of the best ten. 
Top 10? Um, well, I mean, I don't consider the, the best picture nominees to be like representative of the best in film that year. But like for me, this this legitimately is a top 10 of, of the year. This feels like bait. Ooh, wow. Okay. I mean, when I think of Oscar bait, I think of like Adam McKay. I think of like, I think this is know, up there. Um, it feels like bait. Interesting. This is this is well. This I mean, is, maybe this is, part this of is it the is one, like, this is the this is the racism movie this year. This is the. This ooh, is the, you did you that. Know, you just went there, didn't you? That you just this, you just you just um <laughs> you just compared this to it's Green. One of the, like they do this. This is what they do. They got to trot out one. So okay, this is the deaf people movie. Holy hell! Oh man. I mean, I dug, I dug my own grave here. Like, I, I, I even mentioning this film's existence on this podcast was a mistake. Um, and you really hit me hard with the green book there, because um, you know how much I despise that whole ordeal. Um, no, this year's green book is is very much uh, don't look up. It's okay. the look at climate change, look how important this is, and look at all the rich white people that are aware of it and want you to be aware of it. That's that's this year's green book. Um, don't get that twisted. That's without a doubt. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, coming of ages is is very much my favorite like genre of film. And here I just saw something that was like so wonderfully executed for me and and sort of brought like a new perspective to a very tried and true formula, right? And so that really worked for me. And I guess I'll leave it at that. And you can take take that as it is um, or, or take what you will from that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I expected here. I, 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 I shouldn't say more. <laughs> because, because otherwise I'll just keep going in. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not no, go it. ahead. It's your show. You might as well. It's, you might as well. It's 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 like it's such mm-hmm. a feel good whatever. Like it's like it's like eating like ten pounds of cotton candy. It's like, oh yeah, this is great. This feels this feels That's so good not in fair my warm tummy. Because there is and a then, lot and then and then you get sick. No, no, there's a lot sick. of this film that deals with like um it's like no no, it's no. Like it deals with like class it's manipulation like, and like and yeah, and okay but then but then they ran out of what time do you mean they ran out of time <laughs> they it's all tied up with a tiny little hallmark bow it's a great now they can now they can do the fish <laughs> uh even though they didn't quite solve even though they didn't quite now solve that arc yeah, they could sell the fish now, even though they needed the daughter so desperately. Uh, now they're like, "Oh, we can." But hire isn't that somebody. like no? It, it, that was the conflict. That was the conflict. You make <laughs> it work conflict. because the father finally saw how important this <laughs> was, was for her to to make this. Of course, life of course, they were going to, and the 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 campy. It's like oh, they snuck into the theater so they could see her do the the super secret audition. You know, and all oh, the teachers there, you know, and like, it's like, oh, yeah, the audition at Berkeley where she's sort rainbows. of um, choking and then they come in and then she signs out the rest of the performance. See, that was deeply moving. Oh, my God. It's puppies and rainbows. It's free willy. That's the thing. Like, it's, I feel like in any <laughs> like it's like it's like, no, you could have replaced this movie with an animal, Ooh. you know, and it, it would it, it would be laughed at. No, right? no. See, that's like I, 
No, you. <laughs> but, but, but but for whatever reason, it's like no. Nah, this is no. This I think is it. part of what shit. you're saying there and I'm is, like sitting is here like I'm true, crazy. Which is that in any other lesser hands, this would have been hallmark nonsense. But there's something about this no, movie that are, works. They're identical. No, I I feel like I'm a crazy well. person because because <laughs> this is indistinguishable um, from that. You could put this on Hallmark. You could put this on Hallmark, and it would be the same. You know what this is right here? Thing. This is cinema. Okay, this is cinema, and I'm standing on that mountain. Okay, this is cinema, and and that's all there is. It to was it. shot like an NBC sitcom. No, it was wonderfully directed. I thought it was it was you know. No. I mean, no, there's a reason it's up for no, the screenplay awards no. and not the directing awards, because I think that that's one, that where the standout a, is. That one's a joke. Okay, mm. that one's a joke. It wrote itself. Mm. It wrote itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Troy Kotzer, he's he's up for a supporting actor award. He played the father. Also, no, also, also, it's it's based, it's it's adapted from a French movie. Is it? Yeah, then in the credits. I didn't know that. Some French movie, yeah, adapted from the French film. Okay. Something. So what's your what's your point there? Plenty of things are adapted you're from. You're talking. Things. Of course, but you're you're saying it's like oh no this they they did this original twist. It's like no this isn't even it's like a, it's an American remake of another movie that existed. Okay. Or it could have been plucked from Hallmark. Yeah. Uh. No. No. Sorry. I just. I. 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 I just. I'm. I don't know why I did this to myself, or to anybody who might be listening to this. this okay. Is... And also, also, is Marley Matlin the only deaf actress anybody like any casting director knows? Well, that's not fair. That's like saying that's like saying like looking at like an action franchise and being like, oh, is uh, you know, is is Tom Cruise the only the only <laughs> actor that people know? <laughs> So she's cornered the market on the only. Well, that's obviously a problem, made. right? There's, there's not another one. <laughs> they can't find somebody else. Yeah, I mean that she's is. Been doing it since like the mm-hmm. late '80s. <laughs> well, you don't see a, a lot of. Other, there's not a single other deaf I actress. I think there need to be more movies about deaf people. Right? There need to be better movies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's a good point, though. There definitely needs to be more representation in that area because that that is a problem if you're seeing like the I, one. I, I honestly couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, a movie about deaf people. It's like, oh my god, that's Marley Matt. I don't think I've seen they, her they really, anything, which is I, that didn't really. Um, anytime any show needs an episode where they have somebody that's deaf, there she okay, is. Okay, I mean, she was She's really good. Like so I don't know what. Of you know. sure, but it's like, do they not know anyone else? Ever. I think we're running out of time. I think we need to move on. <laughs> I was going to be like, do you want to watch Nightmare oh, Alley next week? But Sure. <laughs> sure. Because I still haven't watched it. <laughs> so Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, you've had this. You've had this sitting here for a while now. This is like... Uh, I. I have. This is not breaking news, but I still don't know uh, what it is, though. No. So. Okay. So Tiffany Haddish, we talked about her a little bit whenever we did the uh, the card counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the card counter, and uh, she was in that movie. Um, the same that day that looks record- like a like an NBC uh, whatever you no, call this one. Lo- the way no, that that was, was that looked like looks surveillance footage. That was. <laughs> 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 um, 
but the same day that we recorded that episode, which was uh, January 14th, uh, she was arrested for DUI for falling asleep in her car, uh, which okay. was just happens to the best. It's just us. a weird coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she was like on top of the yard of uh, like some house like because um, somebody called the cops on it. Uh, so she was arrested for DUI. That's the very same day that we talked about her, which is a, a weird coincidence. Um, and so the day that that happened, um, people were pulling up this, uh, this GQ profile that was, uh, done on Tiffany Haddish from 2018. Um, and I just wanted to draw attention to, uh, this weird bit where she says that she drinks turpentine. So for those who don't know, um, specifically myself, uh, what, what is turpentine? Paint thinner? Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, she says, uh, a teaspoon of turpentine will not kill you. Uh, the government doesn't want you to know that if you have a cold, just take some turpentine with some sugar or castor oil or honey, and it'll go away the next day. Um, and and the person that was interviewing her says, I didn't think humans could consume tur- turpentine, which you, you can't. Um Honey, uh, back during slavery, let me teach you something, okay? Um, and so she believes that there are, uh, quote, worms inside your body. Um, and she said that she learned about the medical benefits of turpentine from YouTube and bought a bunch on Amazon. Um, and she says that after the first time, she said everything felt so much better clarity-wise uh, and that she was killing the game on stage. Oh, so this is like a uh, this is like a pregame warm-up type. Uh, yes. Type thing. Yeah. Um, and so the the person the, doing the profile, uh, I'll get the name in a second. Uh, looked it up, um, and because she was worried that you know she was killing herself, um, and she was sent information from the U.S. National uh, Library of Medicine, um, outlining the dangers of turpentine poisoning. Um, but then whenever they talk again, uh, she, uh, is quote unconcerned and then says, quote, the government wrote it. So she says, honey. Um, and then she, uh, she says that, uh, turpentine will also make your body pass quote, the best doo-doo of your fucking life. That's a good benefit. So, uh, I felt it was necessary to, uh, discuss, uh, Tiffany Haddish's, um, her, not her drinking habits, but her drinking habit <laughs> <laughs> of ingesting uh, paint thinner. Well, the, immediately the distrust of the government reminds me of like um, certain certain anti-vaxxers. Not, not, I'm sorry, not anti-vaxxers, but just people that with vaccine hesitancy, right? Because historically, there yeah. are plenty of reasons to legitimate reasons to distrust the government. And of so course. obviously you have the loud, crazy anti-vaxxers that just are nuts. But then you have people with like very historically based, like real concerns about should they believe what the government's telling them. Um, and so that kind of reminds yeah. me of like the perspective that Tiffany Haddish has here about, well, mm-hmm. paint thinners. But, you know, yeah, same a lot kinda, of time that of is uh, like a, a familial thing. So it's like mm-hmm. passed down where like, you know, um, but she says she got this from YouTube. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that YouTube is even allowing content that says you can ingest turpentine, uh, that's a, a, an issue on its own. Um, 
Like it's just, it's the same as like the 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 COVID cures for drinking bleach and you know all of the other crazy shit. Ivermectin. Uh, the, the yeah, ivermectin or the fish tank uh, cleaning solution that was a thing for a bit. Um, you know all kinds of the stupid shit. Um, but yeah, I've had this in the tank for a while. She's uh, kind of. I just want to bring it up. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit curious after the. Uh the poop cell that she was, mm-hmm. she was she was given there that's that's well, your my curiosity. stomach probably wants to get it the fuck out mm-hmm. so it might just try to flush it immediately mm-hmm. you know um so yeah it might it might work as you know like a, a laxative, laxative. <laughs> just because just because your body's like no this shouldn't be here this is poison and it's not yeah and it's not gonna like absorb anything because there's no fucking like anything your body needs in turpentine so it's gonna be like okay well let's quickly shit this out probably in a very liquid format mm-hmm. um <laughs> so yeah uh yeah i hope she's doing okay i hope she can uh you know stay clear of the roads maybe uh and maybe if she needs some help get the help that she needs because that's that is frightening the fact that she just rolled up on somebody's yard at least she doesn't need help going to the bathroom apparently not apparently not yeah so there's that um should we wrap up or do I want to quickly uh I watched a uh a very creepy uh romance anime. And as uh, we've as we learned, anime week. is superior to film. Uh no, I just I I do think it is uh ignored. Like anime is uh there's a lot of slice of life anime that uses a lot of those same well-worn yeah terms. well i mean it also reminded me when you were talking about that um because we you, you talked about squid game when that was popular yeah. last year and you're like i've seen this a million times already yes so something yes. that's like novel for a lot of people yeah it's like, yeah anime's been doing um this for, there's for also something anime does and it sometimes gets really creepy uh so this is a show called uh koikimo if i'm if saying it right um anyway n- nobody should watch it it's fucking horrible the the conceit is uh that um a girl saves a businessman from falling down the stairs at uh, a subway stop um and he is smitten by her and then uh turns out that she is actually a friend of his little sister uh and they are high school students um and so the show is about him attempting to court her i mean we're one death away from dear evan sure but also he's not pretending to be a high school student. Okay. <laughs> he, he is a businessman. He's a very important businessman. Uh, and it is quickly explained that he is 10 years older than them. Mm. And they are in their second year of high school, which in Japan means they are like a junior over here. Uh, so we're talking like 16, 16, 17, 17 at the best. Uh, so that's really rough. And so I thought it might be a thing where it's like, Oh, okay, are they going to address the fact that this dude is creepy as shit? What, that this entire plot is predatory? Uh, and no, no, it doesn't. It does not. Um, and in fact, uh, they get together at the end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, at the end, because she, she thinks he is creepy at first, and his continued pursuit of her basically wears her down to the point where she falls in love with him. Um, it is basically 12 episodes of grooming Mm -hmm. um and it ends with her uh admit because nobody should watch this i'm so i'm spoiling the whole fucking thing nobody should watch this shit um 
with her uh, professing her love and uh, asking if he will wait for her until she becomes an adult is the what she says exactly. Oh, no. It's really, really bad. And it's reinforced by all of the other characters in the show. So, like, mm-hmm. even even her mom is fine with it. Uh, her friend, who is the brother's, you know, sister, uh, is basically playing wingman trying to get the two together. Um, and they don't even really address the age gap until the last few episodes where he kind of thinks, like, hey... Is this going to cause problems that we, there's a 10 year age gap between us? Wait, so it's not even just like there's an internal conflict of is this okay or not? It's like, uh, will this says, cause, we'll problems cause problems for, me? for her? Oh, so okay. he is concerned about her. Um, but then his best friend, who is also an adult, convinces him uh, that he should do it anyway because he, you, you should, like, quote, be a good guy for once. Um, because he was, a, he was a womanizer before he fell in love with this high school girl. And so he should. Who and so he, yeah, and so he should do the right thing, which is apparently to not ditch the high school girl that is now in love with him after he groomed her, uh, and it is to continue their romance, quote unquote romance. So I watched it all the way to the end because I was waiting for a turn. Right, I was hoping for a turn. Right. I was desperately pleading for a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was another show I watched where there was a similar, <laughs> similar kind of thing with uh. Uh, that one, that one's even more fucked up. Um, well, sort of, uh, I guess maybe not because it's not played as a straight romance, but, um, a show called Domestic Girlfriend. Oh boy. And yeah, I don't, so in that one, um, uh, a kid, a, a, a high school kid has a crush on his teacher, uh, who is an adult because she's a teacher at mm-hmm. a high school. Um, but you know, a young teacher, she's in her twenties, I would imagine. I don't think it gives her actual age, um, has a crush on his teacher. Uh, then through a quick twist of fate, uh, his father remarries and they are now step siblings. So, uh, it, that, but anyway, yeah. Classic. <laughs> and, but then he also, she also has a younger sister who is the same age as him. Uh, they fuck around. She becomes in love with him. All kinds of shit like that. But anyway, it almost plays that one realistically where it's like, no, this is fucked up. You can't do this, but they do it anyway. And it's like, no, you're an adult. You shouldn't be doing, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it actually, it actually goes into the, uh, issues with an adult that be- eventually preys on a high school student. Um, and it gets into that. No, but it sounds like so this other hoping- one is just completely not. Self-aware. It's just a, com- it's just a straight old romance. Wow. Have you seen this? Um, have you seen Re Life with the like the guy who's like twenty seven? And I have actually. Yeah. How, how does that handle that? Like, what's is there anything? Yeah, there? The, he, that he becomes show, a high schooler. Again, to explain right? it is, uh, a guy in his twenties is given the chance to redo his high school life, and he like takes some kind of magic pill that turns him into. Uh, uh, you know, sixteen-year-old again. But does he lose like all of his his uh, memories and everything too? No, from the past. Like, okay, no. So he's essentially he's mentally still yes. twenty-seven. And they try to play it off like he was in his twenties and he was a burnout and he had nothing going on mm-hmm. and he never got over like being a social outcast in high school. And mm-hmm. so it's like, oh well, you never you never really advanced past high school. Is the okay. way they try to play it off in that one. Right. So he was always mentally Even though 16. he was, you know, in his 20s. Sure. 
and was turned back into a high schooler. Um, Your brain doesn't think, fully develop till you're 25. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but he, um, I think there are like crushes or romantic elements in that one, but that one is not. If I remember correctly, it's been a very long time since I saw that one. Um, like a straight romance. That one's more about like actually like mm-hmm. having friends in high school because he like was a social outcast and things like that. Um, so yeah. Um, but this one, this one was just straight creepy. This was, it was the the only character that gives any direct pushback over the relationship is, um, the dude's father. And he is almost portrayed like a villain. Of course. Yeah. Because he's like, why are you like screwing around with your sister's friend who's in high school? You know, like, why are you doing that? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Basically. Um, and he's portrayed as, you know, the bad guy in the situation. It's like, oh, they never got along and blah, 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 blah. Um, but then like he comes around whenever the dude explains that, you know, he's like, uh, you know, you don't understand. Like, I love her, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to wait until she's an adult. And, you know, I'm not going to screw up her life is what he says to his father. And he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Now. That's cool now that you, that's cool now that, yeah, that's, that's cool now that you're, uh, preying on a 17 year old. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that was awful. Does it, like, what's the um, uh, sort of uh, reception to the show generally? If you look, uh, like, uh, like... so I was watching this a lot on my laptop, like, because I was, because like I was just like, you know, I'm not like paying. Oh, there's like comments, right? Like on like if you're on like, com- Crunchyroll or whatever. On the Crunchyroll website, there are comments, um, and like it's just a lot of people defending the. Age gap, sure, being like, why, being like, why, being like, why are you, why are you watching this if you, you know, you're not okay with the age gap? It's like because you know, we can't, like that. we can't, yeah, think yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you're, are you trying to get this show canceled? And it's like, no, you finished airing, <laughs> you dipshits. Like, what? Um, so anyway, that's like the original uh, connotation of the word. Yes, canceled. that's right. <laughs> like actually, like, um. Yeah, yeah, no, not not good, not good at all. Nobody should watch that shit. I was really, I was truly hoping for a turn. I was hoping for something, um, because there, okay, because there was also another anime I watched. All right, mm-hmm. um, and that one's just incest. That one's straight <laughs> incest. It's a brother and a sister, and okay. it's not, it's not even the, it's not even the porno step, step, you know, sister thing. It's they're blood related. Mm-hmm. They're blood brother and sister. And it's well, like that's just like you know presenting because like the stepsister thing that's like such a worn uh, thing like you've seen that all you know you've seen that so many times so you need to take it a step further to make something truly fresh you, you know you don't you don't you don't though you don't um, and that one's really rough because it was basically like oh, okay you two just needed a better sibling mm-hmm. relationship and the younger sister has a crush. That's like, you know, like as you might if you were a young kid, you know, and you admired your sibling, right? Something, you know, but then you grow out of it. This show presupposes that, uh, no, the dude, even though he actually found somebody that seemed to be a good match for him, uh, ignores that person and breaks their heart in favor of dating his sister. Have you seen by any chance the indie film, uh, The Color <laughs> Wheel from Alex Ross Perry? No. Okay. Yeah, that one's about, uh, it's billed as like a screwball comedy about two siblings <laughs> um, that are incredibly, okay. incredibly insufferable. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it ends in a very interesting mm. place. 
Um, and and you might you might even say that much like the Crunchyroll comments would be like, well, why are you watching this if mm-hmm. you object to it so much? And it's because I couldn't believe the the premise of these things, and I was like, are they really going to follow through with the premise, or is there a turn? Um, and in the case of the sibling one, uh, no, there is not. And in the case of the, there's not like a surprise. Uh, dude there's not like a surprise on the ancestry uh, DNA uh, test that. Uh, that no, there, it ends with a weird um, thing where they uh, pretend to get married. They say that they're going to date for six months or something, and then they'll be done with it and go back to being siblings. But then they still like are holding hands at the end of the six months. Uh, so that, what are you, what are you going to do with that shit? It's like, you want to have it both ways. You want to have the incest and not have incest. Sounds like they're just Um, getting it out of their system. Yes. But then they're still kind of like too close for siblings. Um, so yeah. So, so it, I have a, a, a deep morbid curiosity if I see something that's like, oh, that's really, that's really rough. Are they actually doing that? Um, in some cases, yes, they are actually doing that. Uh, so that's, that's some anime. <laughs> I don't know if any of that is usable. <laughs> I really don't. But I, but I watched it this week and I had to, I had to talk about how fucking bizarre. And these are was. new. Um, the, the, the one with the high school, the guy praying on high schooler is mm-hmm. relatively new. I think maybe 2019. So f- in the last few years, um, the incest one is not a that little like older, I think maybe the, like 20, the, not that like 15 <laughs> the year it came out would really matter when it comes to these topics. No, no, but. no. The domestic girlfriend one. That's the interesting one because they kind of delve into it about how fucked up it mm. is just a little bit. Like it's, it's still there. Like, like, you know, then the, like the, the sibling teacher, (laughs) the sibling teacher, like she, like they, they get caught basically. And it's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Have you reached a point where you are, you have watched too much anime and you've entered a, a, a realm of anime that should not be, uh, (laughs) should not be accessed. Like you, you've exhausted the platform to the point where you've, that's that's pretty that might be valid because I've basically um I mentioned on another episode that might have been last week where it's like I watch either like like highbrow mm-hmm. artsy shit, you know, or straight trash. And this is the absolute trash. This is the this is the dregs. This is the worst of the worst. Um yeah, because uh so like I do watch a lot of rom-com anime mm-hmm. and um Mostly because it's just very easy to watch. There's like, you, you don't have to mm-hmm. fucking think at all. You can just throw it on and watch it. Um, and most of the time, it's not really any good. You know, it's like very, it's, there's usually a harem. It's very heteronormative, you know, of course. Uh, and like, you're just watching uh, a bunch of girls fall in love with uh, some dipshit dude that mm-hmm. really doesn't deserve it or is just like so generic that it like it doesn't matter it's like supposed to be very self-inserty for uh you know the age group anime fan right um it's supposed to be like some kind of aspirational thing like yeah you can get all these girls for not Yikes. doing anything at all um and but you know there are there are funny moments and it's just easy to watch so you can just throw it on and not have to think too much because if you think too much about it then it's like yeah this is just 
this is absolute dreck. This is garbage. Um, so yeah. So then it's like, okay, then you start getting, <laughs> getting the, the weirder shit where it's like, yeah, this is, this is the harem anime, but one of them is the sister. And so he's going to reject all the other girls that are not blood related to him has and go been, for the sister. It's like, what the any, fuck, like, man? Uh, not that I've seen, but there are, there, there's like that one on net, Netflix. That's like just the oh, animal people. Well, right. I don't know the details of that. Be true. True. Um, no, no, I've not, I've not seen a harem anime where, uh, the dude has to pick through the, um, animals or, or do you mean like cat girls like what, what you, what's your i was just your, trying to come up with we're, whatever we're on the we're on the we're on the bestiality <laughs> scale do you do i was just trying to think go. of another like ridiculous thing that they could just, throw in as like a just twist an awful yes, taboo. yes yeah 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 um yeah no i have not seen a bestiality okay. but um i I'll would not put it past and that's the other thing that's the other thing. Like, this is not like hentai, right? These are just like yeah. I mean, for a minute there, I'm questioning: are, are you act, are you sure the URL programs. is crunchyroll.com? Are you not on some yeah, like weird? Uh... Yeah, man. Some of these are like well known. Huh. You know, like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's some shit out there mm-hmm. because that's the problem. It's like you can only watch uh, Monogatari through right, so many right. times, right? They don't. You know, they're not making a lot of that, so. Well, it's good that you balance yeah. out this diet of, uh, <laughs> uh, of of romance, romantic comedies with some true cinema in, in Coda this week. So you got a nice, healthy balance. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Ugh. God. We should wrap up mm-hmm. because we've hit our two-hour mark. Um, so, yeah, that's probably going to do it for us. Uh, thank you very much for listening. The way you said that makes it sound like that's it for the podcast. Anime. Like, that's going to do it for us. We're done it here. Might, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. I talked about incest anime. That's, At least that's you back it. it for me. At least it wasn't know? like... Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if I was like, you know, like, hey, check <laughs> this shit out. I watched something awesome. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I watched the show where the 28-year-old man wants to date the 16-year-old. It's fucking great. You can really see yourself in the protagonist. Oh my god! It's like yeah, like that's like that's what it is. If I was dating one of my brother's friends, like that's how fucked up it is, and it and it treats it like it's like no, that these are the two heroes of the story. Like no, he's clearly grooming this girl. He's sending gifts every day. Oh my god! Like I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, when's 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 where he like. You know, gets kicked in the face and he loses his job for preying on a high school. Like I was waiting. I guess for it shouldn't be that surprising something. because there was that Woody Allen film in like the seventies that was really popular, right, and really well regarded. And it basically yeah. is the same thing. Yeah. So, God, I might cut all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might cut all of that. And I just told you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, where's my fucking shit? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dead End Road. I don't talk about shit anime on there. I promise. Uh, check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash TV. I don't know why the Facebook's active. I don't really post there, uh, but it keeps gaining likes and followers. Wait, what do you mean you don't, don't post there? You don't post the episodes? I don't understand that platform. I do. Oh, yeah, but that's okay. it. Okay. But there's like no, there's no traction on the episodes. So I don't know why it, it is attracting more i don't know i don't get that platform whatsoever um so yeah so thank you for checking it out on facebook a platform i don't really use uh check out the twitch twitch.tv slash the tv i gotta stream raids and shit 
because I'm obligated. Uh, do a YouTube search for Dinner TV. We throw up the episodes, and uh, I'm gonna start putting up clips and shit on there too. But I have to get my ass into gear. Um, and as always, you can email anything at all at video at deadandrow.co. All right. Yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, we will see you the next. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I, can't, I can't spin out yeah. of it. I can't spin out of it. That's the problem. Um, goodbye. Get out of here.